welcome back to another episode of Generation Zennial with Keith and Vinny here to talk about. There's no news happening, so it's great. Slow, it's another, very, another slow news week. Is the slowest of news week. I just realized I think I that's the question for the next four years, Keith. Oh, is, is, is the next four years just going to be boring? Well, is that okay? Is that a good thing? <laughs> I think the speeches will be boring, and I think that's a great thing, honestly. I just, you know, as, as I was saying in the, our, our pre-show, like the idea of like, a president giving a speech and, and no and it not being inflammatory is just like oh wow okay he said things and they're actionable items and we can do those things and there were like no lies and or or even if and you're never gonna say a politician doesn't everyone lies once in a while while they're speaking but there's not gonna be like an outrageous like oh my gosh you just like made up uh, something completely out of left field lot kind of thing. Right. And you know, it's not, it's probably not going to be like super racist or, <laughs> right, <laughs> or like, and it's not going to, it's not going to just take over the news cycle for the, the next 24 hours. Cause that's basically what the last four years was, was, was every day. Just what, what's the new, what's the new news cycle going to be? Well, it was always, what, it was just what exhausting. Trump, what did Trump insert himself into now? Like it, it was always it was, like, it was hard to keep up with. And I think that's part of the strategy too. It's just, it totally was if part of the strategy. Bomb, if, bombard if you, people with every day and they get sick of it. I mean, yeah. obviously COVID is a great example of this. Like, if you, if you continually, if, if you're a person that like every other day has a new controversial thing, you forget about that first thing in a day. So, you know, when it, 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 this happened the entire time, lifetime of Trump's pres of his political career of that one thing would happen on one day, it'd be all over everything everyone would be upset about it. But then two days later, something else would happen and you would forget about that first thing. And then three days later, something else would happen. And now that first thing is ancient history because you're already four things, four controversies away. And, and when you keep constantly doing stuff like that and having lies and having controversies, uh, you can't focus on the one thing. And it's hard to bring, it's hard to bring a person to task when the news cycle is so fast, our memories are so short. And you can't bring a person to task when they're constantly doing something wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I even feel like that. Like, obviously, this week Trump got impeached for the second time. First president to get impeached twice in his in a four-year term, which is winning. Pretty, it's almost impressive. Hashtag but, winning. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, I I feel like because it's the second time, people aren't really like as fired up for it. People really don't care as much. Obviously, he's going to be out of office in the next couple uh, next week or so. By the next time we have we record, he will have a new president. So um, right people really aren't as invested in this impeachment as they were the first one, I feel. And, you know, it's almost even more serious than the first impeachment. Like, you know, the Democrats right. did have to kind of rush things through because of the, the, the time frame that we're in. Um, didn't really get to bear out all the facts, but I don't really think there's much to bear out in this one, right? It's like- I mean, it seems pretty- Did, did he or did he not incite a riot, basically? For, for a lot of people, it's pretty obvious. For other people, it's very not obvious for some reason. Um, well, it's about your opinions, right? It's about your well, opinion. Yeah. What, what it, I mean, people don't even think this is a big deal. Like, especially, you know, a lot of people- Oh, the gymnastics I see people trying to like right. justify it too is amazing. Yeah, we talked about this last week. Um, number one, people don't care about the government, right? People, people- people's default position is government bad and that that's been you know been sowed for the past 40 years or so maybe even, even longer than that right uh probably since like nixon to be honest with you ever since the nixon um scandal it's been you know politics are bad and politicians are bad and that's the default position that's how I, that's how i was growing up i was like politics are stupid yeah and uh, yeah and especially when you're younger right because it doesn't feel you don't feel like it affects you as much um but um, yeah, people just 
aren't aren't taking this it, an insurgency is, is is a good it was a good word. I remember last week we were having trouble. I was having trouble at least like picking picking a word for what what happened at the Capitol. Um, right. And I think insurgency is 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 a pretty good definition of of what happened. So using that word, um, did did Trump cause this insurgency? And I I think a lot of I mean obviously if you're anti-Trump you're going to automatically think yes that's, of course you did but if, <laughs> if you look at if you look at the evidence when people are, are people who were there doing it are, are chanting things like we were invited by trump like trump told us to come here well you i mean yeah <laughs> if you if you look at and i and i think i made this point on someone's twitter feed last night um the crazy qa non-congress woman who's like saying stuff uh, uh, uh the one from colorado uh, i forget her name now uh, yeah, the one that wants to carry a gun into the Capitol building. Yeah. Um, so I, I said, I, you know, like someone made, I was like, basically my point was, um, you know, the evidence that he caused the insurrection was that, first of all, he didn't accept, accept the, um, it, it goes back, he didn't accept the results of the election, he continues to fight about it, and then he invited these people to come to DC on the day of the certification. So if if he had accepted it, if he didn't invite, like everything that led up to this moment, it was caused by him. If he wasn't the one, in, you know, fanning the flames of, you know, they stole the vote or, or even if that was it and he didn't, he could have stopped there. He could have done all this stuff without having a rally. Like if he didn't invite them that day, specifically saying, hey, everyone come to DC for this rally that I'm going to have, um, there would never have been an insurrection. Well, also too, not, not just the rally too, the rally because the election was stolen from me. Right. And I know we talked about this week, last week too, but these people really believe that the election was stolen. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to think if it was, if the shoe was on the other foot, right? If, if it was, if the, if I really believe the election was stolen, what would be my actions? And yeah, I would, I would support a, a, an insurgency if I really thought this was like, uh, you know, a, a country where that could happen. And there, are there. I mean, there, there's I don't know examples throughout the world because that's our, that's happened already though because the the election was stolen in 2000 when Gore lost because of hanging chads. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, but at but, least that was stolen through a, through a still still but stolen we still through went democratic the means, right? It was still right. there was still a process involved. It was still a democratic process that that didn't just didn't turn out. You know, way it probably should have. Right? Not only and that, that's he, hard, that's he conceded, and he but decided I'm, I'm not to fight about, it. He conceded I'm it. About fraudulent elections. These people right. really think no, that, that there was a fraud. That, that, that there were that, that there were mystery machine, ballots dumped in. Right. That the machines were were fraudulent. That the the, the elector the, the people running the elections were fraudulent. Um, people forget like these these elections need to be not only certified by the states like, but the results need to be certified by county election officials. Right. And every county in this country has or. An official from each party that needs to that needs to oversee these elections. People forget things like that. Um, yeah, they, you had observers in the room that were both Democratic and Republican watching the counts in all these places. Right, but then you also too, you get you get fake news stories out there from from your far right wing media that say things like the you know the 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 counters were being pushed away. Um, Except you know, that a lot, the, of, these, a lot, of, a lot of these restrictions had to be do with COVID. Like I, I still see things on 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 like Fox News about. Um, People but the counters they're talking about were that, actual that Pennsylvania should be thrown out because they, they didn't follow their own rules, which they get to make their own rules. Like the, I don't understand. That's what states' rights are all about, isn't it? Yes. 
and and yeah, mm-hmm. like we and again we talked about this before, but the, if the <laughs> if the state is breaking their own rule, it's up to the state to decide that, right? It's not right. up to the federal government. And until we make federal election laws based for, it, for the president, which and in, even in the case of the federal government, the Supreme Court threw out everything that was brought in front of it, which is another point too. But so you know, like to ignore that. you know, you have and, and we're talking about judges at every state level, uh, circuit court judges, the Supreme Court everyone's throwing this out and these are people and these aren't some liberal left-wing judges these are right-wing republican judges some of them were appointed by trump Lo- hundreds of them appointed by trump <laughs> uh, don't forget in the trump administration in its you know almost the end of four years here have appointed i think over 200 judges at the federal level well that, that was mitch mcconnell's whole goal because mcconnell held all, all those back during obama's presidency right for six I mean, years, he held back want, everything. He was effective at what he wanted to do. Yeah, I oh, guess McC- McConnell, he's an effective he's villain. smart. <laughs> he, knows he, he, he is, exactly. He is a smart villain. He's, he is a Bond villain because he knows how to manipulate things. He knows how to get what he wants uh, through through the rules. He knows how to manipulate the rules to get his... In his favor. He, does, yes. he doesn't sit there and like, threaten anybody or anything like that he just manipulates the rules you know he doesn't actually break any rules he just bends them in the direction that he needs to bend them well he, yeah he takes them from what the intent was too and he knows that we can get away with and, and there's a lot of leniency you can get away with right because right i mean we said the, con- the constitution doesn't tell the government what it can do right it tells the government what it can't do so right. as long as it doesn't say you can't do this he's going to find a way to do it so and even in the constitution, you know, the way things are worded, obviously we go amendments and things are worded so vaguely sometimes. And the, 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 the debate about where a period and a comma is put in certain amendments uh, has been debated for decades about what it really means, you know, the right to bear arms, thing? you know, kind yeah, of thing. Con- it's like where you put that period makes a big difference legally. Yeah. If the constitution was black and white, we wouldn't need a Supreme court. Right. We would just, it would, <laughs> it would just be able to reread. And it was like, okay, that's, this is it. Supreme but at the court same time, you know, at the same time, if it was black and white, that would also be very detrimental because then there'd be no room for nuance and evolution. Yeah. I'm not arguing that. Um, you know? well, I didn't think you were, I just want to say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, Cause everything is nuanced. That's the, that's, and that's uh, the hard part is that I think a lot of people that don't want to think, you know, to be frank about it, you know, people that just want to either believe that the election was stolen or they believe in this person, whatever, they believe in black and white issues. They believe right and wrong. They believe this or that. And they don't believe in nuance. They don't believe in, you know, you know, on this one issue, there could be a hundred different, a thousand different angles to look at it. And you have to think about all those things before making a decision or, or weighing in on it. And everyone's, you know, everyone's situation is, can be drastically different, but they want to look at the world in black and white. Yeah, context has meaning, and I, I think that that's lost on a lot of people is is, is context of things. Um, you you still see a lot of people comparing the Black Lives Matter protest over the summer to what happened at the Capitol, and it's that's I don't I don't understand it. I just I just don't. First of all, I don't understand how you get there. I don't understand how you get how you don't take motive number one into account. Like like motive alone right there says, uh, you know, if <laughs> if you want to if you want to have civil unrest because of uh, civil rights matters. That's that's totally acceptable to me. Whereas if you want to have civil unrest because you want to protest democracy, that that's that doesn't ring, that doesn't uh, work that doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, one was a protest to over um, to enact social change 
at a policy level, and one was to overthrow the government. <laughs> and not only that, but forget like why would you the the fact that people even try to compare bothers me too because they're they're it's an easy scapegoat, right? Well, it's easy. They, it's a deflection tactic. It's yeah. it, as we know, it's like what Hannity does all the time. Like here here's the big thing we got to talk about, and we're just going to turn left or turn right and talk about something else that people that my viewers want to hear about instead of the actual issue. And we shouldn't, you know, Black Lives Matter, it's not over. People are still out there protesting all the time in different yeah. areas to get security camera footage released. You know, there's, there, it's not like it's BLM not stopping, protests right? have not stopped. Right. But the, but the coverage of it has um, ramped down. Of it because has died down. Well, you know, they're also because, they're not as big. It's winter. We're not going to go out there by the thousands right now. Well, and a lot of a lot of the 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 I guess, for lack of a better word, violence. I don't like to call it violence because um, I don't see a lot of people being injured in these rallies. There, I mean, there there are a few instances of actual violence, but the the you know the 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 large protests, like you said, have died down. Um, you don't see as much damage being done to property, and um, so that's. You know that's what gets reported right that's that's what right. gets the that's what gets oh the property oh no Pro not property right not, and not things and then i said this last week i didn't care i don't care about the capitol building itself being being ransacked and 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 windows being broken i don't i, I could i could care less i i, I it's, it's irrelevant to me i don't care about windows <laughs> right i i care about i care about justice and what they were doing last week wasn't justice because because just because they think that election was stolen doesn't mean that it was, and this is giving them the right to do what they did. That's and you know, and since since last week, we've gotten a lot more um, reporting about what was happening inside the building. Because as, as you watched it happen outside, that's the scary thing. It, it didn't look like that much resistance was happening, right? You watch it outside, and when you're watching it live, it's like, well, where's the force? Where's the police force pushing all these people back? And and, you, and you're almost kind of upset about like, where's where's that reaction? Then you. I, I was watching, I've been watching all the footage and photos from what was happening inside the building. And I am, I, I mean, astonished, shocked. I don't know what the right word is for, it, but some of it is just appalling. And you got people wearing, you know, they're, they're, they're carrying blue lives matter flags and they're crushing a, 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 an officer in a doorway. And he even said like that, that officer, I forget his name. I just, I was just reading an article about it. You know, he's being crushed in a doorway by these people and they took his baton from him. They're hitting him his helmet, but they're saying, you know, we're not against you. And they're wearing a Blue Lives Matter paraphernalia, but they're crushing him and almost killed him. It, it, it's yeah. just like, it's amazing. It's astonishing to me. Like, you know, oh, we're not against you, but we're going to go through you anyways. And we're going to, you know, um, well, no, at that point, I think, I think they felt like they were against them. Um, I feel like at that point, they were Well, they're saying, probably trying to say it to see if they would step aside, you know? Oh, we're not against too. you, so get out of the way, kind of thing. They were also saying, turn around and, and arrest, go arrest the politicians for, for doing for doing wrong. Like, that's, that's I think that's, I felt that to me, that's what I felt like the the, right. the protests were about. It was, they were, they were telling the police, like, we're on your side, you, but you need to go and, and, and punish the, the politicians who are stealing this election, who are going to certify the, this vote, which, which we don't agree with. Um, you know, evidence be damned. But <laughs> right. again, that's that's not that's not how the system works. Like you said in two thousand, yeah, uh, was the election stolen? Probably, but was it? At least it was stolen through democratic. It, it, it went through the process, and not only that, but you know, Gore conceded. He he yeah. before it was even done, he was like, "I concede." 
and he allowed for the transfer, peaceful transfer of power. There was no because he was years ago. Seems like seems seems like forever now, doesn't it? In, in politics, in college, yeah, right. It's like, but still, like I, just the way politics were, were talked about, and the way politics, were, and maybe it's because we were younger, but maybe I, I, possibly. I I don't think things were as inflammatory. Back I think for me today. at the time, I, that's when I was just getting into really listening to it. Cause that's when I started working for WSHU. So I was like listening to the news more often and hearing the stuff. So I was get right around 2000 was really when I was getting more actively involved in politics, I think. Um, yeah, plus it would have been the first year that we could have voted to in the presidential for, for presidential. Yeah. That was oh. the first year. So it made something right. It was, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I don't even think, I'm not even sure that I did vote to be honest with you. I did. I definitely I don't think, I don't think I did absentee ballot. Yeah. I did an absentee ballot. I voted for the Green Party because I wanted them to get federal funding for elections. Ralph Nader. I did. Not because I voted you. for Ralph Nader. I voted for because at, at on that year, if the third party got, I think it was if they were to get five percent of the vote, then in the next election run they would get federal funding for a campaign. And that's yeah, and that's and that's, every, and that's what I, I voted on because I well yeah I, I think you know, I, even being I, in I, Connecticut like that. what Al Gore's gonna you know Al Gore's gonna take Connecticut so I didn't really worry about that part and I wasn't voting for Ralph Nader to be the president I didn't think that was gonna happen I was voting for another party to get federal funding for campaigning in a presidential election yeah and I've, I've I've done that before I'm not gonna sit here and say I, I, I vote Democrat all the time I definitely vote third party sometimes I, um, I was also registered Green Party at the time cool. I've always been independent up until I, I, up until this year. I did register Democrat because I wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary. Um, obviously, by the time New York got to vote in the primary, it was kind matter. of a deal, so it didn't really matter. I but, mean, that's the only reason why I'm registered as a Democrat right now is just so I can vote in primaries. Yeah, I was it, I was I went from Green Party to Independent, and then I was like, you know what? I need I want to be able to vote in the primary, so I need to register for a party, or else I can't do it in Connecticut. Yeah, same same in New York. I wish we had open open primaries where I can go and and vote for uh, whatever party I wanted to vote in my primary. I understand why that's kind of um, there's pros and cons to it. It's, there, it's yeah because because you can you, you can definitely sabotage someone's. Yeah, I was gonna say if if everyone's primary. honest, that's great. If if you got people out there that are sabotage saboteurs, you know, yeah. I actually know my friend's ex wife's family. They're they're like staunch Republicans, but they register as Democrat to mess up the primaries yeah which is, come on is, is, like, is come on which is but it's also another reason we need ranked choice voting i think ranked exactly choice voting would, would solve would solve all these problems and like you said um well if you have ranked choice voting then you can have all of a sudden have open primaries too right you know you don't have to worry about democratic republican primaries if you have ranked choice voting if i can choose my top five i can now choose from a democrat or republican or a third party without consequence you know, because sometimes, you know what, I would not like not I, I you know, I clearly voted for Obama in 2008, but I would not have been upset with McCain as a president. I, I you know, not that I think McCain would have, uh, I think McCain would have probably caused a lot of problems as president. Um, obviously, I, not the kind of problems that Trump caused. Exactly. I mean, you I look mean, at you look back, you look back, and you see the Republicans like McCain and Romney, and you and you think like, wow, like this, <laughs> like relatively, like they were they were all right. <laughs> the, I mean, the country I probably think, wouldn't have exactly like that but, bad with them, like but. yes, I'm, I vote Democrat, but there are those are more moderate Republicans and. You know, it's not like just because a Republican is president means the end of the world. Um, it shouldn't. 
Except for the past four years. Except for the past four years. <laughs> but that, I mean, Trump wasn't really a Republican. That was he was a he was a he was he was a Trumpism and ran under the. He, he's he just joined. And we're learning that they, that he is his own party. I mean, you, if you look at his history, he's changed parties multiple times. Yeah, he doesn't care about party, right? He cares no. about power. Exactly. Um, but that's all he cares about. And I think, and I think this was a. I think he's. Um. No, you know, hearing stories about his debt to like Deutsche Bank and things like that, I, I, I honestly think that part of the reason why he even ran for president was to avoid going extremely bankrupt and getting taken to task by Deutsche Bank. Yeah, money moves. I don't think he has any money. He has no money. No, and I think he just. I think I heard he got cut off by Deutsche Bank again. Well, yeah, recently, yeah. Because of all this, but. But yeah, no, he he. This was this was definitely a, a money and a power move for him. Um, Leveraging this, the this, power this, of the uh, power of the office to advertise. He's his so, money. but he's and he also too. You have to give him credit in some things, and I do give him credit for being very media savvy. And the, one of the one of the one of his grifts that he did was to um, donate his presidential salary. Because that's that's a, that's a talking point you see on the right all the time. Well, he oh he donated, he donated his whole he donated salary. His salary. He donated four hundred thousand dollars to Donald Trump is not a lot of money. No, four hundred thousand dollars a year sounds like sounds like tons of money to most people. Sounds like tons of money to me. Probably sounds like tons of money to you. Meanwhile, yeah. we just found out that Ivanka Trump and Jared were paying three thousand dollars a month to rent an apartment so the Secret Service could use that bathroom instead of their own bathroom. <laughs> like, but like, think about how much money he made you know just off the just, presidency yeah off the presidency because so. he didn't divest any of his business so the trump hotel in dc that all the dignitaries stay at you know when he goes to mar-a-lago to golf and all the secret service have to go with him and stay at mar-a-lago how much is that yeah how much is that it's all going back pocket? into his pockets not it doesn't go government they're not staying yeah, at mar-a-lago for free no nah, nah, he's paying basically we're we're paying for it we we, mm-hmm. we lined his pockets pretty pretty good the past four years so so which goes back to going back to impeachment this all brings it back together and which is why because a lot of people especially on the right are saying well why bother impeaching him he's going to be out of office in five days anyways you know uh this is a waste of time yada 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 first of all as i, I i've seen the the sentiment put out there is like if this is an impeachable offense then what is and if we don't act then what's the point of even having this power like this is our responsibility as a congress to do this if if a president oversteps their bounds and does something of a high crimes and misdemeanor and if we even if they only have 10 days left the, just because they only have 10 days left doesn't mean we shouldn't act right it's you're right it shows it shows excuse me it shows the people that accountability yeah, you, you can't get away with, you can't get away with this there's accountability there should be accountability for this um the second part is that if you do impeach him and he is found guilty, then they can move on to um, trying to, uh, what's it called? Then, then they can vote on barring him from future office and take away his, you know, allowance. Well, he loses his pension. He loses the benefits, um, which, again, I don't think is, is much to him, but it, it probably means more to, to the people, right? Um, that he shouldn't he doesn't deserve it number one that's but that's 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 kind of a moot point right it's more the fact that we need to we need to hold him accountable for for what he for what he did and what he did was subvert democracy and not i don't think enough people are are making that point um you know the the republicans are trying to make this about 
some kind of like weird like revenge thing um and it's it, go, it just goes back to this like this mentality where they just think every complaint that, that anyone to the left of them has about trump is just like this orange man bad when for the past four years people have been before he even started running have been making valid arguments about why the orange man is bad but they don't want to hear that they just right. think oh you just you just don't like trump and that's when <laughs> it's not an argument <laughs> it's not an yeah. argument for what it's not an argument for what we're, we're we're fighting against right well yeah i don't like trump but i don't like trump because of what he does <laughs> it's like yeah. if i don't like somebody because it's they've earned my dislike you know yeah. I, I i don't just, i just don't like not like people because i decide not to like you i don't like you because because he has an R next to his name. You haven't right? earned my respect, you know? Yeah, just because you have an R next to you doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh, you're the worst person in the world. And that's, I think we need to get away from that. I think we've come too, you know, I think everyone says this, we've become too polarized, but it is true. Every, you know, um, well, okay. I was listening well, to a good good story about this. Like the, the idea of like, we, we are very constant of um, being racist in the idea of like gender or sex or religion. Um, and we, when we're aware of that, we can check ourselves, but people aren't aware about how they're, uh, they, they do this with a political party and where we can be very biased towards another person based on their political party alone. Just like some people are biased against other people because of the color of their skin, yeah. which is, yeah. I, I, knew, I just had never heard of that concept before. I just heard it the other day and I was, eh. but it, okay, it, my, it, my pushback on that would be your political party. You, you decide. You, you, you decide what political party you're in. You decide what your values and ideologies are. Um, so that, that'd be my pushback on that statement. But I, I, got, I guess I see where you're coming from. You need to hear people out. But I guess when people just come out and like, as a conservative, like that, that just kind of has ideologies attached to it, um, which obviously I, I don't agree with. I well, mean, I mean, to go further into the, the person that was talking, I, got, I, I can, I forget who it is. I can look it up later. But they were, they're actually saying the research is showing that it's, you don't actually, it's, it's actually genetically imprinted in you about which political party you end up identifying with. Because they did a study with like identical twins that were separated at birth and find out like over time, they end up being in the same political parties when they're older, even though they have, so it's, it's actually a nature thing and not a nurture thing. I'd be interested to see that study. That's an interesting take. So it, it's a new study, you know, the, you know, is- is empathy, is empathy genetic? <laughs> but, but that's, and so that's why I was like, and that's why they brought it up is like, you know, uh, as a kind of like comparing it to being racist or whatever, because it, even though we say, yeah, we choose what political party we are, but part of the research is showing that not necessarily part of it yeah. could be genetic and based on our, what's in our genes, we mentally, we lean towards one side or the other. Yeah, I definitely like to see that study. That's, that's yeah. an interest. That's a, that'd be an interesting. Point. Like I said, it's a would... brand new thing. I just heard about this week, and I was like, it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would that changes your whole mindset, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it really comes down to for me, it always comes down to to, to, to empathy, right? Because even even conservatives, it seems like when you when you when they're faced with the problems that they, they rally against, they, they'll tend to change their minds. Like you see this a lot with, um, with, um, with rallying against like, like anti-homosexual Republicans are against things like gay marriage and gay rights until a family member becomes, uh, comes out 
And then all of a sudden right. it's, oh, well, wait a minute, this actually affects me. So now, so, so to say that's genetic, it'd be, it'd be an interesting, um, interesting thing to look at, I guess. So. Um, I think, it, well, I'm sorry, I'm looking it up now because I can't, I think it was this one. It yeah, was I mean, actually, it was, so it was, right it was on, it was on the Factually podcast and it was an interview with um, Anton Chur. It was actually about native languages, but they got sidetracked into other things as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, something to look into because that's, that, that would, that, I think that would be kind of a, that would be world, world changing. If, like I said, it, it's always based on genetics. Um, right. But, I mean, that's like, you know, it's like, oh, you, well, you don't choose if you're gay or not because it's part of your genetics. So are you conservative or, or liberal based on your genetics? It's, it's just an interesting thought like okay we are who we are i mean it's not going to be 100 percent nature versus nurture but right. apparently nature has something to do with it about where you might lean it's also yeah it's the thing too because I, I feel like political party and ideology has a lot to do with ex experience um it also has to do with how much you're invested in in these things um i mean obviously i've my my journey personally has gone from all over the place too. Um, I don't think I could ever consider myself ever considered myself a conservative, but I definitely considered. I'm definitely I was definitely more right leaning, you know, when I was younger, um, or at least open to, to, to right leaning ideas. And then, you know, throughout my late 20s and 30s, I was probably more liberal. And now I consider myself like a leftist. Um, so yeah, it's, that's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Uh, it's something we have to look into. Maybe uh, maybe we'll read the article and give us something to talk about next week. I think that you know I also heard that like people tend to turn more conservative as they get older. So it's good to start your kids as liberal as possible. <laughs> start your kids <laughs> that, as a communist. That, that, way, that you way, as a moderate. That way, and that, I've heard that too. And I think that's that ideology seems to be changing too. Or my dad's maybe, actually got so more maybe, liberal. Maybe it's just because maybe it's just my personal. Um, experience but i've been told that too when i you know when i was when i was a liberal obama supporter back in 2008 i got told by by boomers all the time um oh you know when you're older and you'll be you'll be more conservative and and for me as time got on i keep i keep moving to the left yeah um, so, so I far i haven't i have not gotten more conservative i think my conservative streak was in middle school <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're edge edgelord before edgelords were a thing um, i mean the, the, the only conservative part about me ever was like uh, you know, I, 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 I always believe in the equal rights. So that's no, no, uh, I don't know. You know, it well, is conservatives will tell you they believe in equal, but conservatives will tell you they believe in equal rights. And at the same time, tell you that we have equal, everything's equal right now. Like we don't need to change anything. Oh yeah. Like, Racism is fine. done. Cause we had a black president. So right, they, they, you know, hundred percent, they'll say things like that. And we, you've seen it and you just go, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. The, I don't understand the way people think. And that's, you know, that's that's my problem, I guess. Oh, well, I think the um, most like, for me everyone's the, problem. I think for me the most conservative part about growing up was you know I grew up in a town that has Pratt Whitney in it, so they make planes for war, right? They make engines for for fighter jets. My father worked there. My grandparents worked there. My grandparents were the Marines in World War II, you know. So it's a military background family, and growing up in that like mindset, you know. I am, I was this close to joining the Marines You're out like, of high I school. Support the military industrial you know? complex. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it, it keeps my like, family alive. Well, yeah, I also thought that because, like, you know, growing up, 
the plant, you know, they start laying people off by thousands because, you know, logically, this is how my, you know, my high school brain works. It's like, well, yeah, clearly, you know, they built up during World War II because that's how they had to build all the engines and they kept building during the Cold War. And that's where my entire family's income has come from, you know, and like, well, we need another war to build more planes to have more jobs. <laughs> like, at some point you think that way and you can it's see how really, people... but it, right because it's a very linear line of thinking and, and it's, it's very easy to excuse yourself for thinking that in high school but then you have adults but that still think still that think way like this because and it comes down to because i don't again i don't like to call people stupid right i don't like to call people dumb i, I sometimes i do and i'm not going to admit that i that i don't i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm perfect but i, I try not to right and I, mm -hmm. it's about intellectual curiosity Right. It's about how much do you want to look into something? How much do you, because once you dive into something, you know, and no, no matter what it is, if you, if you dive into enough, you'll, you'll start, you need to be introspective as well. Right. And you need to start questioning yourself and your own beliefs. Cause I think that's where a lot of this comes from is that people have a hard time questioning what, what their own belief system is. Right. So fun times. And it's also when, when you're in high school, you don't, you're, you don't have the world experience either. Not at all. And, uh, when yeah. we were in high, and when we were in high school too, think about like, um, think about the way that how much the world has changed because of the internet since when we were in high school. You talk about the generation Zillennial, like, um, oh yeah. Like the internet was very brand new. Um, Running a paper on the computer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, well, there are first search engines that we try to use to do some research online. You think about how much smaller the world is though, right? You think about how much communication we have with people um, throughout the world, right? And how, e how much easier it is to get news from other parts of the world and, and other, other, other viewpoints. Um, like I didn't know anything about Europe <laughs> growing up, right? Like now it's, now I'm, I'm married to a British person, number one, number, but <laughs> like, it's so much, it's so easy. Like BBC news is just, so much more readily available right you back then you'd have to listen to like an npr or maybe get it from like i don't even think they had bbc america up well growing up, i didn't even know npr existed growing up honestly like we didn't listen to npr in my house we listened to like just the the only radio station that we listened to in my house was like the oldie station and then my parents watched like, the five o'clock news you know that was like big, uh, you know big uh, wpdh the home of rock and roll but that was uh, <laughs> w, Classic uh rock. what what was it it was big d103 Big D one hundred three. Big D one hundred three. Speaking of, I sidetrack, but I like I, I like the oldie station. I I, I listen to that. A, well, it's gone now, so I listen to our oldie station quite a bit because it's just it's it, it's just you get a good variety of music now because it's, it's a it's a disco it's, station now. It's range, ooh, disco. Yeah, they just they just moved up a decade, you know. It's That's like, an interesting on. format. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like the classic rock station is playing Nirvana, and it makes me feel old. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I actually, uh, one of my memory Facebook memories was the other day was something like, um, I just, I just feel really old because the Offspring got played on the. Oh Jesus. Um, yeah, Offspring got played in the classic rock station. So, no, oh, it, it's yeah, when you're walking. It's technically classic rock now. It's, it's when you're walking through the grocery store and like the things you used to listen to in the '90s are playing as like the Muzak in the grocery store, and you're like, really, really. <laughs> Like I'm hearing the cranberries as I'm walking and buying my groceries. Of, <laughs> instrumental versions of uh, no, like the actual uh, versions though. It's like not even the music. It's actual like you know they're playing uh, like basically early '90s alternative as like the grocery store music. And I'm like, oh man, they know their target audience, I guess. Yeah, 
getting getting older. <laughs> that's what this is about, Heath. It's about getting old. It's okay. Growing, it's okay to get growing older. and learning, right? That's that's you that's know, it's about living all your seasons. It's not about staying young. It's about exactly. enjoying all of your life. And that's that's the goal of life is to enjoy and and keep moving forward. Um, but yeah, high, high school Keith was stupid. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also you know, to, it's not that we were stupid in high school. It's just that if you think about the way the educational system was constructed, I mean, it's changing a little bit now. It's getting better and better as we move on. But the educational system is really, um, it's about teaching the white version of history in America. And if you really look back, the the original goal of the American education system was to train people how to work into a, in a factory. Yeah. You learn, you learn that you memorize the times tables so that way you can work in a factory. Right. Well, yeah, it was all basically preparing people to be factory to, drones, be, to, to be drones. And right. I think they, I, and I, I would hope, and I think things are starting to change a little bit. Um, the way, at least in some places of the country that we're starting to learn different, different ideas about um, like the settling of America and how it wasn't, it wasn't this, <laughs> happy happy go lucky times for everybody like, uh, like the like the story of thanksgiving that we got when we were in elementary school and it was just like oh that, they even like, and they, they taught us like the story the of the boston tea party like, and stuff like that it's just like we that's the problem we've glorified and, and so many of our moments and we've washed out all the horror part of it like the idea of like us dressing up you know our ancestors dressing up as native americans and throwing tea over you know, into the Boston Harbor. It's, it's, just, it's just like a glorified moment. Like it's, is, you know, it's like written in the Bible almost, but it's like, that's, if you analyze it and think about what was happening there, it's a lot, it's very, again, nuance, gritty. There's a lot of different angles to look at it from. It's not just like, Oh, England, bad colonies, good. Damn your tea. It's well, a lot <laughs> more going on, you know? One of, one of my favorite things is one of, one of my, one of my foreign friends always laughs about is he's like you guys were a colony like you guys were supposed to just be exploited like <laughs> you just didn't take it like like but you guys were supposed to just be exploited and you take your resources taken and there's a lot of history that that we didn't learn about like how england was in like massive debt and like that's why they had to increase taxes on the, on the colonies and the colony and we were like no nah, that's all right and, but also too, we were it was beneficial because we were just so far away, right? And it was just so it was so much harder to um, to engage with us back then, right? As far as like the European right. countries like go, it wasn't you know you had you, you were still, we're still talking about like old big ships that took weeks to get across the Atlantic, right? So you you know the king writes a letter, it's going to take a month to get over to someone in the colonies, then like another couple weeks to get to the person that it belongs to in the colonies, so. You know, communication takes a long time back then. Imagine yeah, if it was just, now, it'd be like, colonize you. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be probably a lot easier right now. For hey, the, can, can you people. can you give him a call and ask what he wants to do about this? Oh, let's just zoom real quick, you know? Yeah, it's just the, the times they are changing, but that's 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 the history of the universe, isn't it? But so, but so go back to that education. I, I get hung up on education because I, I see it when I get especially when well, I get under you're an educator so well that's, that's true that's but, you know when I so when I get like freshman and sophomore in my classes you know I'm pe- teaching production class where I want to give some you know creative freedom to projects like you have to stick within the parameters of the project like you have to get these things done you, you know I need these five shots how you do those five shots is up to you but I need these five shots and then edit them in order that you want and then make sure you cut it to the music but like so here's the parameters 
but then take these parameters and do what you want with them. And, you know, some people can do it, but then I get like people like they're deer in headlights because I tell them to them, like, you know, here's the problem. Your public school didn't do you a service because they didn't tell you how to think. They taught you how to take a test because I get people like, what do I need to do to get an A? I'm like, see what's written down on the assignment? Yeah, that's what you have to do to get an A. <laughs> it's like, it's not hard. I, I always tell people it's, it's easy to get an A in this class. It's easy to get an F. Get an A, do all your work. Get an F, don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, media studies is, a, is kind of a different animal than, than my college experience, um, being an athletic training major. And it's a lot more science and- right. But even that was a lot of like rote memorization. Like I remember adding, I was terrible at anatomy and physiology because it was basically, here, here's the body, memorize all these names and all these muscles and what, and what they do. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until like kinesiology, which is the next step where you learn about how the, the muscles move the bones. And, and that, that kind of clicked with me a little bit, a lot more than, than anatomy did. Because anatomy was just, I, I, I always had a hard time like memorizing, like doing rote memorization. Well, I had to help my wife with that when she was studying, you know, it's like we had the flip cards of all, all the muscles, insertion, origin, right. you know, what, what's it's, uh, so the you nerve, know. you know, right, so right, it's right. like nerve innervation and stuff ner like nerve like, innervation. Like, right, like until it, until it was put in front of me as a, in, in a, in a practical way, it was, I had a really hard time. Well, you know, and I'm not saying there's, there's not, there's always a spot where rote memorization is important because like you just, there's certain things you just need to know especially even in media studies, like if you're working on camera, you need to know, like, this is my settings for this. This is the settings for that. Like you need to know those things, but then you also, we, we want people to be able to, you know, as you've seen anyone that's been in a job where you have to create something or, or think on the fly, like you have to be able to use your own thinking to come up with a solution to the problem, no matter what the field is, whether it's athletic training, physical therapy, uh, videography, whatever it is, like, at some point you need your own free thinking. You can't just be like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Otherwise well, so you're just going to be a drone. Memorization is becoming less and less important because of technology. Right. I mean, 20, 20 years ago, we didn't have something in our pocket that could give us any answer to any question we've, we've had about anything. Right. Like, True. like now I can, before it was like, uh, you know, before it was first, you've got to look it up in the book. And I was like, Oh, I can look it up on the internet and go to my computer. Now it's pocket. Take, Bam. take out my oh, phone. I don't, and just look I, it don't, up. I don't know the answer to this. Let me look it up. And do, yeah. Do, take do that. Do all you high school teachers that said we wouldn't have a calculator with us all the time. <laughs> right. Spelling. Huh. Spelling. I, I, I've gotten so much worse at spelling over the past 20 years, just because of spell you don't need check. to. I've gotten worse <laughs> at typing. Really? Yeah. I'm my, type, my, my fingers just aren't working the same as they used to. I don't know so if I'm getting arthritis. I don't know. <laughs> Just old age. Um, but but yeah. no, you're right. I, it's, it's certain. And, and I first thought, said this with like GPS is like people, you know, I use a GPS all the time and like, I have a great sense of direction. I can memorize how to get places. Not a problem. I can get lost and figure out my way out. But at the same time I use a GPS because, and, and this is true of other things. Like when you, when you offload a task to something else, now you are able to think about something different. So if those simple things, whether it's a math problem or spelling or driving down the road, if you can offload that task somewhere else, now your brain can work on a different problem. So you can work on a higher level problem or, or just multitask better. Whereas if you, if I had a, if I'm driving and I have to put all my concentration to this, like where I'm going, I can't think about what I'm going to do when I get there. 
or if I have to always think, if I have to memorize all the math problem, now I can't think about what I'm doing with the math. I just have to think about the math itself until after I figure it all out. So too, so. like, like I'll use GPS because it's like, I'll use GPS in my own town because I'm like, which, which way, which way is quicker, you say? <laughs> like back then i remember like having debates with my father about like which which directions were like quicker to get home this way and now it's like you put it in a phone and it's like this this is Told the you. answer this is the, this is the this is the quicker way or at least or the they're both way. exactly the same and we had no idea and sometimes yeah and sometimes they're just exactly the same so you get to well, choose but I'll, I'll still i'll still i'll still do that and i used to go into work every single day because what if there's an accident you know i mean speaking I'd of directions which which funny too is because i used to um obviously in, in in wrestling when i first started out i was going to all these places out in massachusetts and you know they'd be little rinky dink like dfws and elks lodges that were in the middle of nowhere and i remember map questing these things and having to like navigate around now it's put the address in the in the phone oh yeah i can find anything oh when i first started doing weddings i was printing out the directions on paper even though, and even when I first got a GPS, I was still printing out the directions in case the GPS broke while I was driving. Just dropped, right? Or you like know? you're in a spot where the GPS wasn't working. Yeah. And now I don't even, I like everything's on my phone now. It's just like, and dun, 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 dun. you know, just, I'm like, and I asked him like, hey, is this where we're going? You show him on the map on the phone. Like, oh, that's where you want to go for the park and, you know, do the photos. It's, it's like the world of how we do things has changed and it's, right. you know, and good and I think that. Tying that back to education is that I think that that's, that needs to change, right? The way we were talking about how yeah. how things like memorization aren't as important anymore, or um, the way the way we just the way we learn things. Um, and I think a lot of adults are having a problem with that. Um, look at I, you have kids in school, so I don't know. Like you think of the things like when people say things like Common Core, people are very scared of that that term. Um, I'm not. I mean, I well, because I, I I learned about the Common Core, and it's the you know. It's just a different way of thinking about things. Like, well, it's also like, like, you know, it's a way to try to make everything accountable to uh, something on the core. Like, you know, here's my lesson plan. What things am I hitting on the common core for this grade level for this subject? Yeah. I mean, ultimately the idea you know, is to, 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 to have a generic, not generic, but, uh, but a, uni- a, a uniform, a uniform. We, we want a more equal right. education system across the country. Right. And because that, we, that, we have a very disparaged, you know, up here in the Northeast and Connecticut, New York, we have a very good education, education system. You go down to Mississippi, things like that. The education system is not as good. Right. So, how, yeah. So, I mean, especially even inner city, you know, in suburbs is big disparity. Um, and you talk about uh, with education system, it's also, you know, so I just heard the stat the other day, you know, uh, just over 50%-ish, I can't forget the exact number of school, you know, K through 12 students are students of color. Yet our majority of our curriculum in a lot of states is white centered curriculum. Yeah. So, you're, so, you're, so you're teaching a white version of everything. Whereas the, you know, half of our students are not white yeah and that has to do with things <laughs> and we're not like, teaching you know, their history that has things right and that has to do with things about like who's, who's writing the textbooks and who's buying the textbooks right. and who's, who's in charge of of curriculum and things like that and yeah and i think that's and state by state you get different obviously results differs a lot state by state um and i think uh living in the northeast we kind of get um insulated we do kind of live in a, like this northeast bubble sometimes I, I we think. do um and not don't don't realize what other parts of the country are doing because that's the thing too this is this is a huge country like 
that's something I think a lot of people forget is maybe, especially because us being in the Northeast, we think about, you know, New England as kind of a, our, a section. our area, right? And the thing when, when your country is big enough that you have subsections of the country yeah. <laughs> that aren't states that are like, this group of states is this and this group of states is that, that's when you have a big country. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a big country, like and and yeah, and the you know the the coasts aren't the same as the the, the flyover states. And yeah, we have states that are bigger than countries in Europe, and countries in Africa. Oh yeah, you know, easy. I mean, we also have tiny states, <laughs> which yeah. is which is you know we we I I've, I've been saying this now for the past couple of years, like we need to we need to shrink we need to shrink the number of states. I but think I think Rhode Island is still bigger than Luxembourg. Probably, yeah, it could be. Or they're about the same size. You're so, right. you know, the small state in the union is as big as a country in Europe. Right. And, you know, I don't know its population, but it probably has as many people as a state the size of Montana. Right. <laughs> just because, just and, and, you know, that would, that would do go, that would go a far way to like fix things like representation in, in, the, in, the, in the states. Um, that's, that's something that's never going to happen because who wants to say we want less representation or who's going to accept that, right? You know, you're not going to, you know, the Dakotas aren't going to all of a sudden be like, oh yeah, you know, less representations. So, Sounds great to us. You know. It's fair. You know, it's fair. We, yeah, we, we get it. It's fair, but that's, that's not going to happen. So, um, so how do you fix that? Um, baby steps. Baby steps. Unfortunately, sometimes you got to do baby steps because you, you, you're not going to get the big change. You have to kind of like, and this is, you know, this is where, again, going back to Mitch McConnell, this is where he's so clever is that everything he does is baby steps behind doors. Yeah, well, it's, it's, also, it's small changes here and there that once once you accumulate easier, all these small changes, easier, it's it just a lot easier. it's so big. Yeah, it's a lot easier for conservatives to take those kind of steps because they're already they already have the status quo on their side. True. Right there for uh, now. Whereas, whereas for now, yeah. Well, what that, happens right, in forty right, years when our population is drastically different? When when the majority of the population is a different uh, color? You know, when we when we also has a different physical, ideology, right? I think, different I think, ideology. I think the country is moving to the left. Like you, you can argue, is is the country center right, center left, and uh, that also depends on what you think think of when you think about things like right and left. Um, like, what does that mean to you? But um, I think like progressivism is is starting to is starting to take a little bit of a hold. Um, that's 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 scary to a lot of conservatives. Um, but but hopefully that's the way the direction is the direction well, here, the country is moving. Here, here's uh, and it's also not enough right and that's and that's a, no. and that's a big problem on the left is that is that we have is that we don't we can't accept um we can't accept those baby steps because it, people are being harmed as right now and we need to fix that right. and baby steps aren't going to fix that harm um at, in a practical way you kind of get it but that's also you know easy for a couple of 40 year old lower middle class cis white males to say right and it's, you know we're 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 not the ones who are ultimately being like harmed to that to that extent by these policies. So it's 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 easy for us to sit back and say, well, we need to take baby steps. When, but at the same time, you know, it's it it doesn't help. It doesn't help the people. No, it doesn't need to help the most. Um, but so here, here's at the same the- time, but at the same time, pushing pushing back on that isn't going to get anything accomplished. So so what you know what's the answer? I guess is the question, right? Well. She said, here's my question is because I've, I've seen chatter about this, you know, especially with the fallout from Georgia, you know, we had the two Democrats take the Senate in Georgia because of the distrust and the questions that Trump has been spouting about the election system. 
when we look forward to the midterms in two years, will this spill over to the fact that he's created so much distrust that conservatives, just, you know, some, some group of them, because they believe, you know, will they still believe that the election system is so fraud that they just decide not to participate? And on the other side, have we mobilized more um, Democrats or liberals to stay engaged? And will that start shifting the balance in the halls of Congress? Because if you have a significant amount of people become disenfranchised and believe that it doesn't work, so they just choose not to vote at all. And then you have another group of people that saw change happen and continue to push for that and do vote for it. Do we get a swing? And do we, do we keep this momentum for two years? Cause that's, that's the real secret. <laughs> well, that, um, I mean, obviously that's, that's something to think about because, you know, you look at midterm elections and usually the, the party that doesn't hold the presidency um, does Wins. well. Right. Yeah. So, and, and this election is going to be very interesting because you're going to see these, um, the anti-Trump Republicans, at least the ones like right now who are standing up to the insurgency are, could get primary to, to, to the right. And it'll be interesting to see who who has to, who they have to run against. I mean, you know, if these if the people that if they are primary to the right and the, and, the, and those people win, what will the electorate do? Because I mean, there I mean, obviously there are some places that are just locked in locked in Republican, right? Just like there are places, especially in the Northeast, that are locked in locked in Democrat. Um, mm -hmm. So when you do get and when you do get primary to the right and these these QAnon. Like, Let's, let's use them as examples, these QAnon congressmen. And they come out and they primary um, the anti-Trump conservatives and, and win, they're probably gonna win election and then they'll, then they'll have representation in the US government and that's a scary thought. But at the same time, um, the, will liberals be primary to the left by progressives um, and will we see even more division in the in Congress. That's I think that's an interesting thought line. Well, we're gonna have to wait to find out on that because before we meet next time, Joe Biden will be sworn in as the next president of the United States next week, January twentieth at noon. It's gonna happen. Apparently, I, I saw earlier that they are creating two nuclear footballs so that Trump can have one in Mar-a-Lago, and Biden will have one at the White House. So when Trump's presidency ends, that one becomes deactivated and like the other nuclear football becomes activated or something like that. That's what I've heard. Cause it, cause because he won't be at the swearing in, they can't physically hand it off. So they have to have, and the, <sighs> but, they, but because he won't be there, you can't, you also can't have a president not have the nuclear football. Cause imagine if, you know, Trump has it in Mar-a-Lago. Now he's no longer president. Now you have to get it back to DC and you know, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I don't how want, you get it there. It's still going to take an hour or two to get it there. I don't want anyone to have nuclear footballs, <laughs> but I understand. Well, aside I understand, from I understand aside necessity. from that point, I understand <laughs> the kind of necessity point right now. Um, but that because that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting line you hear a lot about. Oh, Trump can't have the nuclear codes. Trump can't have the nuclear codes. Oh, you know, I don't. For, I don't think Trump is going to go and be like, oh, we need to nuke something because I hope not because he, he's angry. He can't. Like there are there. He can. No there are kind of safeguards. There are none. No, no, there are zero safeguards. The president of the United States can call a nuclear attack at any time without question. 
See, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard both. So I'm not, I'm not sure about that. That, that, because um, it, it goes back to the cold war of the idea is, and I, radio lab did a really great story about this um, a couple, a uh, year or two ago, because the, the idea is like, if Moscow launches a nuclear missile, it will hit DC in six minutes. So if you only have six minutes, you don't have time to now go to Congress, get approval, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, I know there's not so, congressional safeguards, but I, but that's, I but that's why so, at some point, then somebody in the military would be like, eh, it's not, good. I would hope so. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, if Moscow is, there's a missile on the way. Yeah. Okay. Then they're going to go, okay, fine. But if Trump just goes, you know what? I'm angry. I'm going to nuke North Korea. Like, but, <laughs> like, but the problem is I'm the way they wrote sure it. Someone would be like, eh, I don't think we're going to do that. I mean, there's, there's great stories and novels and stuff written about that. Like, are, you know, that's the whole hunt for Red October is about, you know, did we get, yes. is that code still relevant? You know, is, is that, is that still something we're going to do in that, that whole questioning of whether or not they should launch the nuclear missiles? You know, that's, that's all part of that idea. But um, as Dr. far as Strang I know, Dr. from Dr. everything I've heard, everyone go, go watch yeah. Dr. Strangle. That's a great there, movie. There, there is no, like he, if he wanted to, he could launch a nuclear missile right now. I, I hope to God he does not. <laughs> Um, cause that would obviously do a lot of damage <laughs> without question to, to the world and, yeah, and, and to, to, to millions of people at once. Um, yeah, let's, uh, okay. Just brought the, I just brought yeah, the just down. down sorry. Right. Sorry. Um, let's end it there. Let's end it on nuclear war. <laughs> We're just going to end on nuclear war. And that's a, that's a, that's a pretty easy take. I, I was trying war. to end nuclear on the war. fact that next week nuclear we'll have a new president. Bad. New, next week we'll have a new president. Next week we'll have a new president. His name is Joe Biden. Oh, uh, good to know. Then we can start complaining about Joe Biden and and and, and get him, move him to the left. Let's see um, and let's see what the first hundred days does. Um, hopefully, his his ideas of getting the you know, let's ramp up the vaccine distribution because that's gonna what vaccine distribution yes. ramp up is going to be the number one thing that will help the entire world out of this pandemic. There is nothing else besides ramping up vaccine distribution and financial aid. Those are the yeah, two things. Well, I, was, I, I will say I was pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with his plan that, that he put out yesterday for the mm -hmm. um, economic recovery. Um, you know, the, the $15 minimum wage is a little bit too late. Um, you know, we've been talking about this for so long that it probably needs to be closer to $20 now. But it's, it's well, it's going from $750, so. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, so, it's I think it's like seven seven fifty right now at the federal so, level. So to so like jump to fifteen is like doubling it. So like we said, baby steps. Um, but he's also you know increasing the payouts to families to to make it the full yep. two thousand, um, which, which is more. Which is still, which is still, still not, not enough. enough. But <laughs> it should be doing monthly payments. Yes, like most countries. Um, mm -hmm. But again, this is America, and. We'll, we'll, you know, for so now, let's, guess, let's, let's get that now, first guess, stuff for passed. now, I guess we'll have to take it. And then, like we said, we'll have a president next week that we can get, that we can start complaining about. Um, <laughs> no one gets a free pushing. ride here. Let's put, no, no, we gotta, we gotta push Joe to the left. We gotta get no, people, no free rides. People to, to push Joe to the left. Cause he's not going to do it on his own. Right. He's right now. I think a lot of, a lot of liberals are just happy that Trump's gone, but yes. we got to remind those people that this is not, this is not enough. Well, let's uh, let's get. To, we still need to push for equality for all people. And let's let's hope let's call your representatives, get that Recovery Act passed as soon as possible, so we can get the vaccines just distributed as fast as possible. Ramp up manufacturing of those as much as we can. Um, I know there's still limitations on that. You know, the the vials is this a whole supply chain thing that you have to work about. So it's like you can't physically get a vaccine without a vial to put the vaccine in. Yeah. 
but one last thing one last thing before we go because I, okay. I do want to ask i did want to bring this up um just it's just a real quick um over under on the trial results of the impeachment trial results Ooh. Because he's not gonna he's not gonna get found guilty. I, I that I, I I'll put money on that. My over under I'm setting at fifty five. Really? See, I I don't know. I think it might be. I think it might be over fifty two. Because because there are there are some <laughs> well there's some Republican senators that have either indicated that they're in favor of impeachment or have indicated that they're going to vote for conviction. I think we'll get right. I think we'll get every. Um, so we'll if get we, every Democrat, there's a 50 Democrats, and I think they'll find five Republicans to, to vote guilty. Right. That's so just, and then. So 55 is my over under. So okay. Over or under 55. Do you think? You think oh. you said 52. So you think? Oh, under, so, so you think under. Oh, so um, I mean, maybe 50, uh, I don't know. I think they'll find five after the trial. So? I think all so. All said and done, I think they'll find five. I think they'll find five senators to be like, yeah, we we, but it won't still. You need 60. What 60. Is it, is it 67? 66 or 67 it's two-thirds so i don't know if that's 66 oh or 67. yeah so that's the problem <laughs> we won't get to the two-thirds but we'll get enough to like make a statement i guess well we'll get we'll get at least a couple republicans you get Mitt romney you get susan collins collins clearly two. he did not learn his lesson susan he did not learn his <laughs> right Oh, you know, he, he'll finally, he finally come around. No, yeah. no, he, we, he didn't come around after the, eh, Never mind. But too, again, too, like I said, this, this will be, this will have a lot of implications for uh, the midterm elections, um, which are going to be pretty interesting to watch in two years. And, you know, the way the politics are in America, that the, the election cycle starts next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? and, and not only that, who, and, and his reelection camp, his 2024 reelection campaign. So, Gotta watch yeah. out for that. And that's another thing we got to talk about soon too. Is I, I predict who's going to run in twenty twenty four in the Republican ticket because I don't think it's going to be Donald Trump. I would love to see Donald Trump run again. To be honest with you, I'm, obviously he's not going to get uh, found guilty of impeachment, so he can run again. Well, um, and if he does think, run again, the thing is he's going to that's going to push out a lot of the other potential candidates. But you know, I think, people talk I think about Josh Hawley and people talk about Marco um, Cruz and those traitors. Nah. Yeah, they're, they're just they don't have that appeal, right? They don't have that Trump Trump appeal. No, that, well, that I think that I think a Republican needs now. I'm not to, sure what that to, appeal is. To take over. Well, like we said, he's very like. Oh God, we're going to be talking again. But you know, he's very he is very media savvy, right? He, he does yeah, know right. how to, he does he know how, how to manipulate media. the media. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as a as a media guy, you you probably recognize more than most people the ways he's able to 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 use. The media. He just gets his voice out there, and that's the thing. Like two years before he even started running, he was calling in Fox and Friends every morning. Right, so and, but, it was, a, but it was also good for for their ratings. So it was it's good for the ratings, but it's also getting his. It was getting him in front of potential voters in the future. So even and, before he announces candidacy, people are more familiar with him than they were before. Yeah, and I really think he's going to start his own news organization in the next year if, if he doesn't end up in prison, which I I don't think he's going to. I I hope I'm. I really hope I'm wrong. I I hope <laughs> I hope I hope people. Well, just because remember, just because he doesn't get convicted for impeachment doesn't mean he can't be convicted for other crimes. Right. There's plenty. Of, there's plenty of state. There's plenty of state. Um, New York. New York. Obviously, you know, is going after him. Um, so maybe so, we'll see his taxes one day, along with his yeah. health care plan and his well, the infrastructure audit, week. He's still being audited, Keith. The audit. Oh. The audit. You can't do it. Oh, his but said. the IRS said you doesn't <laughs> stop you from showing your taxes. But that's not what his lawyer is told. But him. that's what the IRS said. 
And not only that, but you know, Barry's not paying Rudy Giuliani. That's another thing I'm reading. Oh my God. <laughs> the $20,000 a day. Yeah. I, I hear he's getting, Rudy, like Rudy's getting stiff, but I don't, like uh, I said, that's just, that's just rumors. I can't, uh, I can't. I, I read, that. no, I read that as well. Um, yeah. So. Which would be hilarious. Okay. Anyway, that's, that's a good note to go off on. Rudy Everyone Ryan. go pay Rudy Giuliani. He needs money. Apparently. Do not pay Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> we will see you all next week. We'll hear y'all. You'll hear us next week. And the new Thanks presidency of Joe Biden. Generation is only a podcast. Have a new week. Raps.